0: the Base CS Podcast, where we explore the basics of computer science concepts. I'm your host, Saran, founder of CodeNewbie. And I'm Vaidahee Joshi, author and developer. And she is the brilliant mind behind the Base CS blog series. Today, we are continuing our conversation on depth-first search in graphs. This season of Base CS is brought to you by DevDiscuss. DevDiscuss is a show I work on with a team at Dev, an international supportive community for developers. The show addresses the many burning topics that pop up on Dev every day and is hosted by Jess Lee and Ben Halper, two of Dev's co-founders. Past episodes have included unpopular opinions with Kelsey Hightower, staff developer advocate at Google Cloud and the legendary voice in
1: tech. So unpopular opinions should be like, computers were a mistake. Was, (laughs) Was this all worth it?
0: And how changing your name is a difficult, unsolved, and sometimes personally devastating problem in tech.
1: I basically walk through this world, through this minefield of not knowing when I'm going to have this like sort of deep emotional wound reopened.
0: As well as how little-known tools can have big productivity gains, and I think it gives me the sense of structure which I really enjoy. And also, you can color code different things. Each episode features interesting guests from diverse backgrounds who are active in the software space. This podcast is your place for burning tech questions, answers, and genuine conversations. And we also end each episode with commentary from the everyday developers who call Dev home. You'd be surprised how many things making music and coding have in common. True to the Dev community, Dev Discuss wouldn't be possible without the input from all of you. So listen, rate, and subscribe to Dev Discuss wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's do a quick recap of depth First Search, also known as DFS.
1: Um, how would we sum it up? So probably the easiest way of summing it up is thinking about walking or traversing through a graph, but only doing it sort of one path at a time. And basically what that means is starting at one node and picking a path and going deep into the data structure until we can't traverse it any further. Basically, until we hit a dead end, and we're gonna just keep checking one child node at a time—the child of a child of a child—until we just can't anymore. Yeah, just like a maze. Yes, like we're a follow maze. our
0: path all the way. Well, we're trying to escape a maze. I guess we're not really trying to escape a graph, but you know, <laughs> following, following a path till we get to a dead end, and then working our way back up, and then following a different path until we get to another dead end. So, mazes are like graphs, are like mazes. <laughs> it's a very autumnal. It's an autumnal thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we are working with an example. We're working with our graph. And let's see if we can describe it so you all can visualize it. So we start with our – I guess there's no root node, right, technically in a graph? But we're going to start with the node that we're going to start with, which mm-hmm. we're going to call a, Arbitrarily. Arbitrarily, starting with A. We could start anywhere, but we're going to start with A. And then A has pointers to another node, B, and also another node C. So we've got A and then it's child B and it's child C. Exactly. Now B and C both point to a child that I guess they share. They're oh my god, they're kinda like parents. Mm -hmm.
1: (gasps) They birthed a node. Yeah, that's weird, though, because they're siblings, so we'll just not think about that. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. I got really excited. I was like, that's kind of gross. (laughs) Okay, so they're both
0: siblings and parents to node D, Mm -hmm. and then D has its own child, node E, but strangely (laughs) enough, D and B are both attached to E. So E is the child of both B and D, a weird lopsided kite-type Structure. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a kite, but then we have like an extra E hanging out. So we are going to talk about how you actually implement this. If we're going to code this, what might that look like?
1: What tools do we get to use? That is a great question. And it's going to bring us back to something we talked about last season. It was season seven, amazingly, which is last season. (laughs) (laughs) We learned about this way of implementing graphs called adjacency lists. And if we wanted to implement this graph in an adjacency list, we could do that. Then the question, of course, arises, how do you run depth first search when you're dealing with an adjacency list? And we'll get to that in a minute. But I think it would help probably to recap what an adjacency list is because season seven was a long time ago. So an adjacency list is a way of implementing a graph. And the way to think about it is that you have two sort of pieces to it. You have all the vertices, and each of them live in an array. And arrays aren't too scary, hopefully, anymore. No. It's just a list of things. Mm -hmm. Everything in the collection has an index. So that's what we do with all of our nodes, our vertices. Now, we also need a way of storing the neighbors to each vertex. And the way to do that is at each element in the array, at each node, it has a reference to a linked list. And that linked list is where we store references to all the neighbors. So basically, you can kind of imagine, you go to any index in the array, and you're like, oh, hey, who are you? And the node is like, hmm, I'm a node, (laughs) this node, whatever. (laughs) You can look at the node and look at its reference to its link list, and pretty easily, asterisks on the easily, (laughs) tell who its neighbors are. Okay. Which is the nice thing. You get a quick snapshot view of, like, this node is connected to these other nodes.
0: Okay. So, for example, we have our first node that we're dealing with, node A. So in my array, I have index zero because we, you know, we always start with index zero. And we have the value of that is the vertex, the node A. And then that is attached to a linked list that basically says, hey, I have two kids. The first kid is node B, which we can find at index one. And then we have, here's my other kid, node C, who you can find at index two. So that means if I want to find out what the deal is with node B, I can go to its reference, which is index 1, and I can go in that same array, index 1, and that's where I will find node
1: B. Yes. And then conveniently, if you go to node B, you can also ask node B who its neighbors are. Right. You can can repeat the same thing. You can just look at its linked list, which is not in any specific order. It's important to note because this is not a tree. It's a graph. So also the fact that we made A, index zero is just like, for convenience sake, because it's an adjacency list, there's no reason it needs to be ordered anyway. But Mm -hmm. the point being, you can hop to an index, figure out the value of that node, and then look at its linked list and figure out who its neighbors are. And because the linked list itself has a reference to its neighbor, you can figure out, oh, Its neighbor lives at index two. I don't know who is at index two. Let me go check. Yeah. And then you'll get your answer. Index two is node C.
0: Okay. So it's kind of like if we're hanging out and you're like, hey, who are your friends? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you my friends, but I'm going to tell you where they live. (laughs) And then you can like go find out on your own. And so I have, like, my little friend address list with me. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. here, if you want to go get to know them, then you have to follow, like, you know, go to the addresses. So it's kind of like my indices, right? And then you can go to... 503 Broadway I made that address up I don't I don't know who lives there and then you can (laughs) you can knock on the door and you can be like oh Billy what's up I heard your friends with Saran and then Uh he might have a list of his own right of like friends that he's not again he's not gonna tell you the names but he'll tell you the addresses so basically Mm -hmm. he's putting you to work he's making you kind of jump
1: around and find out what this network is all about Yeah, and I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a privacy violation, you know, to give out addresses. (laughs) But remember, these are just references, and it's all ephemeral. It's just, uh, don't worry. This is not GDPR
0: compliant at all. Um, (laughs) But that's basically how adjacency lists work. Exactly. Okay, cool. So it's all link lists and addresses. And we can hop from one index to the next, and we can kind of connect the dots on our own. Okay, I can Mm -hmm. work with that. Okay, so when we run depth first search on the graph that we described, Mm -hmm. we have like a path, right? Because we go from A to B then to D, then to E, and then we, like, go back up and then go down and go back until we're, like, done with
1: all of the nodes, right? All of our dead ends. Yeah, we basically recursively just keep running it. And I think last episode we picked one certain path, but we mm-hmm. couldn't have picked anything. But the important bit is that we just went deep down the path until we couldn't go any further. In this case, in this example, once you hit E, you're at the dead end. Right. So you got to backtrack and check if there are any more children.
0: Okay, so if we were to run DFS looking at our adjacency list, where is that path? How does that work?
1: We basically do the same thing we did when we talked through depth first search, but we're limited to using our adjacency list, which means if we want to go look at a node, we want to go visit it. First of all, we need a way of keeping track of whether we visited it or not. Mm, but right, right. We'll handle that in a second. But okay. What we need to do is we need to find the node that we're looking for. We'll pick something arbitrarily. Then we need to look at its children, but only one child at a time, right? Because we're going deep down one path. So what we'll do is once we visit our first node, we'll look at the first item in its linked list, and then we'll go visit that one. And then we'll look at the first item in its linked list, and then we'll go visit that one. And that's like if you sort of imagine it – As like, you know, we're stacking one node on top of the other as we visit the first one initially. So like we visit the initial parent node, sort of fake parent node, Mm -hmm. like node A, and then we go visit one of its children. And then we'll remember from last episode when we can't visit it anymore, we sort of just pop off the things we're visiting until we're back at a place where there's a new path we can take. Yes. So we're going to sort of do the same thing, but instead of adding nodes pushing them onto the stack or popping them off of the stack, what we'll do is we'll hop around from one index in the array and looking at its linked list to another index. We're just sort of going to bounce around. And the important thing is, we'll remember, we want to be efficient. So we need a way of keeping track of whether we visited a node or not. I think an easy way of doing that is like if we just add one more piece of data at each node where we're like, did I visit you or not? And it can just be like true or false. So, like, we have five nodes, A, B, C, D, E. For each node, we'll just have this little piece of data that's like, have you been visited? Mm -hmm. True or false? And before we start this algorithm, they'll all be false. And as we go through it, we'll start marking them as true.
0: All right. I'm excited. Let's do this. Should
1: we start with A? Yes. So, (sighs) take a deep breath. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be great finding me. (laughs) I feel like it's going to fly by in an instant. You know, yes. that's what happens when you go depth first. When you d- <laughs> <laughs> when you DFS. <laughs>
0: Time just flies by. <laughs> okay, so we're starting
1: with node A at index mm-hmm. zero. Okay, now mm-hmm. what do we do? So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to say, oh, we're starting with node A. We're visiting it. Mm-hmm. So we need to make note of that. And we're going to say, oh. We're visiting node A right now. We're going to mark that visited property from false to true. And we're going to say, oh, I'm visiting it. Cool. Now we need to look at its linked list. And I think for convenience sake, we can just look at the first item in the linked list. That's kind of how linked lists work. Unfortunately, you have to traverse through all of them, all the items in the linked list. So we'll just say, okay, node A, you're at index zero. We've just visited you. Who are your neighbors? Like, give me the first neighbor you have. And node A will say, oh, look at my linked list. And in its linked list, there's a reference to another node that lives at index 1. Okay, that's the address, yep. So we're going to peek at index 1 and say, mm-hmm. did we visit this one? Did we visit this node? We have not visited it. Mm-hmm. So let's hop on over to index 1. Okay. Do you want to try this one?
0: Okay, sure. So now we are at index one, and there we will find node B. Mm -hmm. That's where node B lives. Okay, so now that we are at node B, we are visiting Mm -hmm. it, so it is visited, so we can change that value from false to true. Mm -hmm. Now that I am at node B, I want to find out if it has any friends to to check out, to hang out with. Mm -hmm. So we're going to look at its linked list. Yep and check out the first item on its linked list. And there, we will see a reference to index
1: number three. Ooh. So now we need to figure out who's living, who's hanging out at index number three. Yeah, and if we go peek at index three, we'll see, oh, we have not actually been over there. We haven't been to this address yet. So we'll hop on over to that index in our array, and we'll check it out. And oh, index three has no D. We've come to a new node. We haven't visited it. Let's mark it as visited. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing we'll do. Mm -hmm. And we'll say, oh, this is a new node. Cool. Do you have any neighbors? And we'll head over to its linked list. And this node has an item in its linked list. It references index 4. Conveniently, index 4 points to another node (laughs) that we also haven't visited. Because if we look at its property, it's visited property is false yep. so we'll hop on over there okay and at index 4 is node e yep and so we'll mark it as visited but what happens now because e is kind of a special one
0: okay so we want to see what its linked list looks like but mm-hmm. it actually doesn't have one because it's at the end of our graph it doesn't have any kids or you know neighbors or, or anything like that so it's it's the dead end
1: it's the dead end. Yeah. a <laughs> tricky E. Yeah, what do we do once we get to the dead end? So last episode, we talked about how it's important to, like, leave breadcrumbs. Right. And we haven't really talked about that with the adjacency list bit. But, like, if you were writing the algorithm, mm-hmm. we mentioned this last time. So we'll just quick recap. You will have some way of keeping track of where you came from with mm-hmm. parent pointers. So because we ended up at this dead end, node E... We have parent pointers to figure out where we came from. So we'll conclude this whole path with node E because we hit a dead end. And we'll say, okay, we'll go back up to node E's parent, where we came from. And the place we came from was node D. Okay, so now we're at node D. So we,
0: I guess we want to check, like, are there any – because we've only been looking at the first item of the linked list, right? We don't know if there mm-hmm. are other items in our linked list. So I guess we want to check first, like, hey, D, do you have any other friends, anyone else we should know about? And if we check that, we'll see that there, there are no other items. So D is,
1: at this point, our second dead end. Yeah, exactly. And what you're describing is, like, the recursive nature of depth-first search, but mm-hmm. also it's, like, there's, like, an interesting thing we're doing where, as you mentioned, we're only checking the first item in the linked list. and. We don't even look at the next item right. if there's somewhere to go. Yep, yep, If there's somewhere to go, we're like, oh, I'll deal with your other neighbor later. I'm <laughs> One just friend focused of on time. this neighbor. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so once we go deep enough and we backtrack, we can't just backtrack all the way back up. We have to backtrack and check, is there another path to take from here? So in the case of node E, we jump back up to where we came from. It's parent, so to speak, in the path, node D. But as you mentioned, we can't just like go all the way back up to the main parent. Once we get to node D, we have to see, can I go any deeper? Sure, I know I can't go any deeper down the path of E, but does node D have any other children? Because if it does, then that means we can keep going deeper into the graph. And in this case, node D doesn't have any other children. It just has E in its linked list, so we can sort of... Backtrack again. But it's important to point that out because if node D had more children, we would have to go check those items in the link list mm-hmm. too. And go deeper into the graph. Exactly. Yeah. But in this case, we'll go from node D back up to its parent in the path, which is node B. Right? That's where we yeah, came from. Yeah, node B. hmm So here's where I think things get a little
0: interesting because when we go back to node B. And we can ask node B, like, hey, you know, we, we already visited node D. Thanks for that introduction. But do you have any other friends, any other linked list items? And node B does have another linked list item. It is to be found at index number four. So we have mm-hmm. to go back to index number four to see what that node is. And we'll find that that is node E, which
1: we've already visited. And actually, we almost like we don't actually have to go back to four. We can sort of just look at where four is, like what it's referencing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just check is it visited or not.
0: Ah, uh, before we, we even we don't need know to if go it's the what node. It yeah. is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because we're, we're being efficient about it, and we yes. have this property right that we're keeping track of for each right, node. We're right. saying, are you visited or not? So because we have that property, we just sort of look at what's at four and say, is four visited? I don't even care what's at four. Just tell me is it visited. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And yeah. it is, so we don't need to do anything So there. we don't even care.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So once we realize that index number four has been visited, we go back to where we came from, which is node B. Mm-hmm. And then we ask node B, hey, do you have any other friends? Is there a, a third linked list item? There is not. We have been introduced to all of its friends so now we ask node b what its parent pointer is and we go back to where we came from
1: which was node a mm-hmm. now we're back at node a and we started this whole deep adventure by looking at the first item in node a's linked list which was pointing us to index one which was node b we already know that whole story nothing to do there but we didn't Check, is there anything else in the linked list? We looked at the first item. So now's our opportunity to see if there's anything else in that link list. And there actually is one more item. And the second item in the link list takes us to index two. Yes. And if we look at index two and check has it been visited, it has not been visited. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing we mm-hmm. haven't visited, actually. Hmm. And this is node C. Yeah. The last... Last little dude to visit. Last one. So so all we have to do at this point, basically, we're kind of getting to the end. We go to node C. We mark it as visited. We need to do our due diligence. We need to check, does node C, which is at index two, does it have any, does it have a linked list with anything in it? Mm -hmm. If -hmm. it does, we have to pay attention to that. Gotta go talk to that person. Yeah, exactly. And node C has a linked list with just one item that points to index three. Okay, so now we're going to go to index
0: 3. And before we even look at what node it is, we're just going to ask, hey, have you been visited? And we will see that we have actually been to index 3 already. So we don't even care who's living at index 3. We've already visited. We've already, like, done our job. So then we can go back up where we came from, which is node C. Mm
1: -hmm. And then at this
0: point, we can ask, hey, do you have any other linked list items? And then we see that we do not. So... We're done with C, and now we go back to its
1: parent, which brings mm-hmm. us all the way back up to A. And there's nothing else in A's linked list. Right. We had two yeah. items. We've yeah. gone down both of those paths as far as we could go without repeating ourselves and doing extra work. And so we've checked all of A's neighbors. And actually, in the process, we checked all the nodes in yeah. this graph. Mm-hmm. And we visited all of them.
0: And we, we hung, hung out, out with algorithm. so many people. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So let's talk about performance.
1: How does this perform? So we sort of talked about this at the end of last week's episode, but only partially. I sort of left it on a cliffhanger. And I think it's good for us to talk about it now because we just ran depth first search with this adjacency list. Mm -hmm. And we saw like two things happening. First, we saw how we checked every single vertex in the graph. And so the process of visiting that vertex, because we are keeping track of whether it's visited or not, that's not really too difficult. That takes constant time. So we could say it's like O of N, where N is the number of nodes. So that's not too expensive. Okay. The expensive part oh. is the time that it takes to look at the items in the linked list mm. and actually visiting the nodes at each of those indexes. That can be more time-consuming. Yeah. So in our case, node A and B had two items in their linked list. Node C and D had only one item, and node E had nothing. Nothing. So, this is like a simpler example. It wasn't too difficult. But if you had a lot more edges, then it would totally depend on how many. Edges were connecting a node because you'd have mm. to go deep. You'd have to say, okay, let me look at the first item in the linked list. Go all the way deep down that path. Let me look at the second item in the linked list. Go all the way deep. So it really just depends on how long these linked lists start to get. Mm. And the linked lists are just basically telling you, oh, this node has however many number of neighbors. So the way that we sort of talk about that is when it comes to running depth-first search on a directed graph – like the example we just did. So when we're talking about the runtime um, of depth-first search, what we really care about is the amount of time it takes to check each of the vertices, which is constant, but then also the amount of time it takes to look at each of the edges in the list. And so one thing that I want to say, before we sort of wrap this up, is that when you only have directed edges in your graph, you only need to show that edge once in the adjacency list. Right. So, for example, one way. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. In our example, like node D connected to E, there was a reference to E in D's linked list, but mm-hmm. not <laughs> vice versa. Right. There was no D in E's linked list. Exactly. Right. But if this was an undirected graph, then there would be. They'd show up now, in each other's lists. Yeah. Now you have two edges like really that you need to represent you need to show E is connected to D Mm -hmm. and D is connected to E Mm -hmm. and now you really have double the edges in your adjacency list your link list now double in size okay because
0: basically D wants to be friends with E and E's like nah I don't need your address whatever (laughs) but if it went both ways if they were mutually friends and they would keep each other's addresses Mm -hmm. and then you'd have to like go look at them (laughs) (laughs) And that's the end of today's show. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and make sure to check out Vaidehi's blog post. Link to that is in your show notes. Also, make sure to take a listen to the Dev Discuss podcast that I helped make. It's the first original podcast from Dev, a global community of software developers of all backgrounds and experience levels. And the show covers burning topics that impact the daily lives of programmers and beyond. Hosted by Dev co-founders Ben Halpern and Jess Lee. This episode was edited and mixed by Levi Sharp. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you next week.